Welcome to the Tea on Weddings podcast, where we spill all the tea on weddings and wedding planning. Today, we're going to talk about choosing your wedding photographer. Hi, I am Emily Vasquez, host of the Tea on Weddings and owner of Mark and Emily Photography. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Mark and Emily Photography. Before we get started, this is just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe and follow so you don't miss an episode. All right, let's get into it, choosing your photographer. In episode one, or in season one, we did an episode called Finding Your Photographer. Um, And honestly, I don't even remember (laughs) what we even talked about mostly on there, but I'm just assuming it was mostly about how to find your wedding photographer, right? Well, so now today I'm going to talk specifically about the most important things to look for when choosing your photographer. There are just so many photographers out there. You know, they're just, there are. And I've probably said this before, but the reason is because everyone has a camera. So anybody can just decide to pick up a camera and say, hey, you know what, I'm a wedding photographer. And um, some people make it successfully. Some people have gone to school for it. Some people don't make it very successful. Some people do it part-time. Some people do one wedding a year. Some people are doing it full-time. There's just uh, the widest range of what that looks like. Um, as far as photographers. And that's why there's so many out there. There's just no barriers to entry in the photography field. So there's so many to choose from. So regardless of what your budget is, I'm going to lay out the most important things to look for in your photographer. Uh, And I'm not putting budget on here (laughs) in the most important things because everyone has a different budget. So regardless of what your budget is, the number one thing for you to consider when booking a photographer is their communication. So do they communicate with you? Do they reply to you fairly quickly? Do they wait three weeks to reply to you? This is going to be a huge deal when working with your photographer um, because if they are lax in replying to you when you first inquire, they're going to be even more lax after you book. That's just kind of how it goes because everyone is about the sale. And then once they have you hooked, you know, they kind of slack off a little bit, which is not how it should be. And that's not how I try to run things um, in our business, our photography business. But naturally, that's kind of the mentality. Um, You know, I mean, think about it if you're running a business and you have a client that's a potential client versus a client that's. Um, already booked and signed a contract, who are you going to reply to first? It's going to be the potential, uh, likely, Um, which is, you know, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I mean, it's probably a bad thing uh, because you already have the commitment at the one. So you should definitely pay really close attention to who already has booked you and make sure they have a great experience. And that's what I try to do. But Not everyone is a professional photographer. Not everyone has been doing it for years. Not everyone has a business mindset. You know, there's so many things going on. Some people are just doing it part-time. Whatever your budget is, just make sure they communicate with you. And some photographers, honestly, even if you're booking a $10,000 wedding photographer who's charging you $10,000 or $12,000 for your wedding day, um, you know, they could still be 
sorry, I lost my train of thought. They could still be lacking in communication because perhaps they're doing a lot of destination weddings or maybe they're doing a lot of high profile celebrity weddings and, you know, they're still lacking in communication because they're just, they have other things going on and you're just not as important because of the quali- the what they're typically doing and so they don't always have time to respond to you right away. You know, that is what it is. It's fine, you know, for them, but I would not recommend booking anybody that does not respond to you quickly. And what I would say was quickly, I would say within 48 hours your photographer should be responding to you. Of course, every now and then, you know, there might be a situation that like if it's a 3-day weekend and you email them on Friday at Friday at 5 p.m., you know some some photographers have office hours and only respond between certain hours on weekdays, and that's totally fine. And I would think you know if it's a situation like that, that's fine. But if you email them at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, I would think you should hear back by at least 5 p.m. on Thursday. And um, again. It's not a full-on rule. Photographers are in and out of office. We don't have normal office hours. We don't work nine to fives. We're out shooting days. You know, they could be gone Um, for a trip. You know, it's not a hard rule of thumb, but if it's taking more than a week or two weeks every time you email them, I would just be kind of hesitant Um, because especially if you're watching their social media and you know they're not going anywhere or anything, they're not um, on a trip or on some special thing that's hindering them from replying, I would be very hesitant to book someone who's not replying fairly quickly because you never know what might come up when when planning your wedding. You just never know. Um, you know, I've heard stories of the venue all of a sudden double booked and then you have to switch the venue and then you're trying to reach all your vendors and it, when when the when a vendor doesn't reply for two or three weeks that can be very frustrating and you know you don't want to deal with that you want someone who communicates well and who communicates quickly not only like going along with communicate I've been talking mostly about communicating quickly but also let's touch on that communicating well you need someone who provides all the information up front um, and that does not mean providing all the information when I say upfront, <laughs> I feel like some of you are going to be like, oh, so I should have all the information in that first email inquiry. Not necessarily because, you know, every wedding, wedding is different. And what I do is I get to know your needs and what you need and what you're looking for on your wedding day. And then what I do is I craft a timeline based on what we talk about over the phone or over a Zoom call, however we meet initially. And then I will send you that tentative timeline and say, here's the timeline I created. Here is the time guide, which is like a layout of how much time I need to create those, you know, how much time I need to photograph each part of your day. And I'll say, so this is the this is the time guide I use to create the timeline. So you can create your own timeline. You can mess with around with the timeline I created. But based on what we discussed, this is the timeline I created. And this is the amount of hours you would need based on this timeline. So if you wanted to go with this timeline, this is the amount of hours. And this is the collection that um, includes those hours. And then I'll also put an a la carte section so they can mess around with it however they want. So I don't send them typically. I'm not sending a collection straight to them as soon as they inquire because I want to gain more information and make sure that I'm giving you a collection that actually works for you because all our collections are based on hourly. 
So on hourly coverage, well, why don't I just send the hourly coverage? Well, because you don't know how much hours you need. Typically, I mean, that's not wrong. You can see on in the internet, yes, most people need about eight hours. But in reality, everybody needs a different amount of time. Some people need only need six hours. If we were there for eight, we'd be doing nothing for two hours. <laughs> some people only need seven hours or eight hours, or some people need 12 hours. It depends on what you want and what you're looking for in your wedding day and all the things that you want captured. So that's why I get on the call with them first, and then I send them everything they need immediately after that phone call. So when I say quality communication, I mean you have all the information you need fairly quickly. So like in my process, I as soon as I get that inquiry, I try to respond right away. I would get, bet that 99% of my inquiries are responded to within 24 hours. I would say that probably 50% of them are responded to within the first three hours of getting them. And what I and then I respond and I say, hey, thanks so much. This is our starting price for wedding collections. Basically, if you'd like to meet to discuss details and then I can share our pricing with you, I'd love to, you know, let's meet or get on a call. And here's some times I'm available. Let me know when you're available. And I send times that I'm available that week. Like I'll send, hey, I'm available today, anytime, tomorrow, anytime, or Wednesday or Thursday from at 5 p.m. or 8 p.m. or 11 a.m., whatever times I'm available. And so I, I respond immediately, typically that day and almost always that day. And then and then if they respond back, hey, I'm good this time, we hop on a call that next day or whenever they said they're available. And we go through all the questions I have to ask. They ask me questions. And then immediately after that call, I will create their custom collection for them, send them everything, all the information they need to book immediately. And so it takes me a little bit of time to create that. But again, within three hours of that phone call, typically they are getting all the information they could need on pricing and what everything looks like. I do a video walkthrough with them to explain everything. I give them all the information. So if you have a photographer that's not giving you much information or you feel like you ask a question and they don't know the answer, that would be concerning. You want a photographer that has quality communication, not just communicate, not just like quick. So you want quick, quick communication and quality. Um, really, you want both of those things, quality communication and quick communication. And trust your gut on this, honestly, on all these things. Just trust your gut. If you feel like, I don't like that, you know, this feels off. Look for someone else. Like there's nothing tying you to anybody until you've signed a contract and paid your deposit. So, all right. So that is the number one most important thing. You can't convince me anything else is more important than communication. That's just my, that's what I think is most important in booking. More important than anything else is communication. Uh, I don't care if you're on a really tight budget and they're only going to charge you $250. That's a ridiculously low price, but I don't care. I don't care. If they can't communicate well with you and they're not fairly quick in communicating, that, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. All right. Um, I'm trying to, I need to get some coffee. All right. Let's go to, sorry guys, hold on. All right, the second most important thing is consistency. So regardless of what style they have and what style you're looking for, 
your photographer that you're considering needs to have a fairly consistent portfolio. So if you see what I mean by that, you know, it's kind of hard to, I know when I was looking for a photographer, this was kind of for our wedding. I was not as in the wedding industry as I am now. Like I had done weddings, you know, I had done, I did weddings in in high school even. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I had done a few, but I was not as in it as I am now. And I also had not had really great education in um, like, I guess, colors and color science and the, basically I didn't know what I was looking at (laughs) when I was looking for a photographer. I didn't know why I liked a photographer's style or why I liked certain images better than others necessarily. I just knew I did. And so that's likely where most of you are. You may not even know really why, something looks different from another image. You can't really put your finger on it, but you know that you like one image and not the other, (laughs) you know? Um, So just look for that consistency. Make sure you like all of their images. Look at different sessions they've done. Make sure you from, you know, look at if they have, you know, a, a wedding gallery up on their blog or like a full wedding gallery or something somewhere. Look through it. See how they do in, um, you know, what their getting ready shots look like. Look at what their detail shots look like. Look at what, you know, their bride and groom pictures look like. You know, look at the whole day. Look at what their reception photos look like, if they have something like that up there. Or just look at their portfolio. I'm sure throughout their portfolio they have all those different images. And make sure you like their style and that it's consistent. Um, make sh- If you're seeing one image that is super kind of orangey, toned like the the skin tone is a lot darker moodier orangier and then you have another one that's a lot brighter and more clean and natural looking the skin tones maybe are more blue toned even you know if those tone skin tones specifically are not consistent um, or just look off in some images pay attention to that um because overall their portfolio should be fairly consistent and you should be able to tell what their style is with looking through their portfolio or through their Instagram, you know, scrolling through and seeing all their images. It should be fairly consistent. Of course, you know, at nighttime, those are going to be dark, right? Duh. (laughs) It's going to be black background, not white background. So, you know, there's things like that, but overall, like, their editing should still be fairly consistent. Like their skin tones should still be pretty consistent. Um, So consistency is another thing because you may really like a few images from like a wedding. Maybe you're booking a photographer and you love this one wedding they did, but you hate a session they did or another wedding they did that's on their website. You know, you don't like the color specifically. I'm not talking about the content in the images because remember, content in images is going to be different because your wedding day is very unique to you and what you have planned and your faces (laughs) that are going to be in the images, not these other people. So don't pay as much attention to what's in the photos as the editing and the style of how the image was taken. Um, and you know, how, how the colors look and those kinds of things. So yeah, I don't know exactly where I was going with that, (laughs) but basically just 
pay attention to consistency. Oh, I was saying if you love, you know, one, but you don't love others, you hate some others, you know, look for somebody else because you need to make sure there's consistency so you know what you're going to get. Because if there's not consistency and they have galleries that are edited fairly differently and you love some, but you hate others, you never know which you're going to get. You may get the the type of editing that you absolutely love. Or you may get the editing or style that you don't love. So pay attention to that consistency. Pay pay really close attention to that. That's the second most important thing in my mind. Because if they're not consistent, you have... It's a flip of a coin if you're going to get something you like. Unless you like their inconsistency. Unless that's a thing. You know, you like all of their stuff no matter... Even though it's not consistent. All right, sure, that's fine. Um, But... Most people are not going to be that way. So I would make sure it's consistent so you know what you're going to get. All right. So we're going to move on to number three of the third most important thing. So first most important thing is their communication quality and uh, fairly quick communication. Two is consistency. Three, drum roll, you like them and their style, (laughs) right? You have to like them. That's honestly the third most important thing. You have to like them. You have to like them. Um, I thought about putting this as number one, but honestly, no. If they're not consistent, you like them and their style, but they're not consistent, mm, red flag. Uh, if you like them and their style, but they don't have good communication, mm, nope, can't go with them. So that's why I put this as, th- as third, because really the most two important things are communication and that consistency. And then you can pay attention to if you like them and their, and the, and their style. Uh, if they have the first two things... Um, and you don't like their style, throw them out. If they have the first two things and you do like their style, well, you just got a winner. All right? So um, these are the three most important things. You have to obviously, you know, and when I say you like them and their style, like, see if you like their personality. If they if they do a phone call with you, did you like talking with them? Do they seem nice? Do they seem personable? If you have, you know, if they have a TikTok or a Reels, you know, watch a couple. Do they seem like you could get along with them? Do you like the things they have to say mostly? Um, could you see them spending your wedding day with you? Uh, do you like their style? Do you, um, you know, love it? <laughs> do you love their images? I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but that's definitely one of the top three important things. So these are the those are the top three most important things when choosing your photographer um, that you need to consider. Now, there are other things, of course, like we're going to go into, uh, like being published. Uh, it is not the end all be all, which is why I did not include this in the top three. Your photographer does not have to have been published to be a good photographer. Uh, it's really not a big deal. (laughs) Um, it's just not, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I on my website, I don't even have where we've been published. (laughs) I probably should because everybody else does it. Maybe at the bottom, of the homepage. So it's like you get, if you scrolled all the way to the bottom, Hey, you know, we're also published. (laughs) Does this change your mind? But I really don't feel like people usually care. They care more about those first three things that I mentioned. Um, I don't know if you care, let me know. Is that a big deal for you in booking your photographer? I don't feel like it should matter because there are, crap photographers I'm not gonna but crappy photographers that uh have been published 
on certain blogs that I won't name. Um, yeah, that I would consider crappy or not very good. So just because they're published doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean they're great and you can trust them because it doesn't. All that means is they submitted a gallery to a publication and they said, hey, we like some of these. Sure, we'll publish it. Uh, or it could also mean they submitted a gallery and paid for that um, blog or publication to publish it. So that can happen too. They paid for it to be published. So just because they're published doesn't necessarily mean anything. All right. Okay, now followers. That's another thing that you can consider. So if you are looking to book someone who's super duper duper cheap, likely your photographer is not going to have a lot of followers. I'm just going to put that out there because they're probably newer and it takes time to build up a following on social media. If your photographer is more established and you are, your budget, let's say your budget is 5k or your budget is 8k um, or even 4, you know, 4k and you're trying to find a photographer, you have a healthy budget for a photographer. Now this is in 2022, who knows what the budget market's going to look like going forward, but you've got a really, really healthy budget. You know, you're going to spend a good chunk of change because photography is important to you. Um, you could take into account followers. <laughs> you probably should. Um, I don't know. I should. Mm, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on this because it's almost like publish, being published. It's like, do the followers really matter? You know? But at the same time, in this day and age where social media is such a huge thing, it's like if you if they are not on social media busting it out and doing amazing, why? <laughs> why are you charging so much but your social media is terrible? How are you getting clients to pay you this much? I don't know. That would be my question, which it can happen. It can. Um, you know, it's something, it's not a huge, because like I've seen amazing photographers, amazing photographers, like phenomenal, could be on covers of magazines and they only have 300 followers because they're newer. So just because, but, and again, it's typically when they don't have a lot, it's because they're newer. Um, a red flag could possibly be if you're looking at a photographer, you know, that's going to charge you $6,000 and you go to the in their Instagram and they only have, you know, 900 followers and they've been in business for five or 10 years. That could be a red flag because it's like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> what What's happening? Why do you just not like, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me, but at the same time, does it really matter? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't really matter. That's why it's on other things. <laughs> Their followers don't really matter. Um, but, you know, it's something you can consider if you want. Uh, I guess if you're looking on the cheaper end, I guess it's something to look for to make sure the person you're hiring is, like, established or, like, I don't know. I guess established would be the word. Like, a legit business. Not that you can tell that from follower count. But I would say on average, typically, in 2022, if they have more than... A thousand or fifteen hundred followers. That that looks good. That means they've been in business for a little bit. They've been crushing it on. They've been working it out on social media, trying to get followers. You know, po po if they've been posting consistently on social media, I should have put that social media. Have they been posting recently? I don't know. But again, it's like followers and being public. Does it really matter? I don't know. I don't know. It's just something to consider to look at. 
maybe in your in your decision does it add up right because if you're there if your photographer's trying to charge you eight thousand dollars but they only have 500 followers on instagram like that looks weird to me you know that looks weird what what's happening what's happening here um yeah it just looks weird <laughs> again not that it necessarily matters it's just something to think about um something to consider if you want not something you have to <laughs> Because it is not a most important thing. <laughs> All right. The next thing that you can whoa, go into considering, which is probably more important than the other two things, being published or followers, but not quite most important for me, is reviews. Um, and the reason this is not most important is because, like, anyone can fake reviews, you know? Like, <laughs> you can't. Unfortunately, I would hope people, you know, I don't know that that's a good thing to do, but <laughs> people can, you know, fake reviews. You can. Uh, also, on top of that, some just because someone doesn't have reviews or doesn't have many reviews or only has one review doesn't mean you should throw them out, which is why I didn't put it on most important. I I took this class from this photographer who's amazing, and she does celebrity weddings. She charges like over $10,000 for her wedding photography. And she just last year got a Google business page. <laughs> so she has one review on Google, I think on Google My Business. And I think it's me because <laughs> I was like, she's amazing. Five stars. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> one Google review. And she's been doing this for like, I don't even know, 15 years, something like that, 20 years. So it's just like, just because there's not reviews or not reviews in a certain place, like, it's not that big of a deal, uh, you know. But you can look at Facebook reviews if they have a Facebook page. Look at Google reviews if they have a Google page and just see what people say. And and if they have a one-star review or a two-star, you know, something that's not great, look at why. Um, and also look at the year because that makes a huge difference. I don't think people realize how much – like business, at least me personally, our business has changed so, so much from the time that I started it until now. From the time I started saying, hey, we're Mark and Emily Photography until now, every, all, literally everything about our business is different. So if someone had given me a review from even just 2019, which was three years ago at this point, and didn't like something, I guarantee it's completely different. Like, I guarantee our process, our editing, everything is different. So pay attention to that, too. You can also ask, like, if there's a negative review and you see it's because of lack of communication or it's because of that they, they hated their editing or whatever, you can ask them, hey, I saw this negative review. I just wanted to ask you about it. Like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable or anything. I just, like, was wondering if there's a reason for this. And they're, you know, but at the same time, if you do that, of course, the person's going to be like, oh, they were just ridiculous. All right. Like, but there are, there are those ridiculous, you know, Karens is what we call them now, I guess. Um there's ridiculous people they're just going to be negative because they want to be negative so you know take take reviews with a grain of salt um i would focus more on your in experience with the inquiry process mostly you can ask on facebook too facebook is a great place look in uh post in a if you're considering a photographer post in a you could post in a what's it called facebook group 
and like a local wedding Facebook group to where you are and be like, hey, has anyone worked with this photographer? I'd love to know your experience. Um, or you don't have to. I mean, I don't know, you know? <sighs> yeah, that's kind of where I lie on reviews. Look at them, but like, don't make them the biggest deal. Of course, if you are, duh, this is like with anything. If you're seeing a lot of people saying, if you like, this person didn't show up to my wedding, they scammed us, they this, they that, they that, of course, be like, leave, run away from that photographer. So definitely, if you see a ton of bad ones, just completely drop them from your list because that is a huge red flag. If you see one, um, that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad, but I don't know. As of right now, we have all good reviews. <laughs> we have all five stars. So um, I don't know. I can't really speak to what it's like to have a negative and what that looks like. Um, I would think if I got a negative review, I would just respond to it and, ex you know, kind of for the public eye to kind of explain what's happened and hey I'm so sorry you had a bad experience this is what we said this is what you agreed to I'm really sorry you know if you'd like if we can fix it you know I'd love to fix it so but I, I don't know you know if a photographer if you see in that bad review and a photographer has done that you know that's a good sign because that is a plus on that communication uh, if you see that the photographer has not replied I don't know maybe they just didn't see it or I don't know. That's just something else to consider if you want. <laughs> reviews. They're reviews. I would definitely look at them. Look them up just because. Uh, but, you know, take everything with a grain of salt because you never know. Uh, and then, okay. My last thing that I have on these other things to consider is the website professionalism and ease of use. Now, depending on what you're trying, your photographer is charging and where your budget is, this is going to look different because just to be honest, if you're trying to book a photographer for $2,000 or $1,500, like your, the website is likely not going to be super professional. Not always. It could be. Definitely could be. But it might not be. And it might not be as easy to use. And that's okay. That's not like a deal breaker. Again, the communication, the consistency, and you like them and their style is most important. Um, just because they have like a sucky website because they can't pay for someone else to make them a website right now or because um, they don't know how to make a website. You know, that's not necessarily a deal breaker, but it's something to pay attention to, especially if you are, you do have a healthy budget, which I consider personally like a healthy budget would be 4K or up in 2022. That's what I would say is a healthy budget. So that gives you a wide range of good photographers, I feel like, in my professional opinion. So, and a decent budget, I would say, is 3K. Anything under 3K is budget. Um, decent would be 3K. 4K or above would be uh, a healthy budget is what I would say. If you just want to know what I think. <laughs> and wherever you lie on that scale is so fine. It's so fine wherever you are. I'm just let, letting you know. So if you have a healthy budget and you look at their website and it is not professional or it is not easy to use or it looks like some scammy kind of website, run, <laughs> run. Because if, if they're charging you 
$5,000 for your wedding or $8,000 or $10,000, $7,000, whatever it is, you know, over 4K, I feel like they, they should have the money to invest in a professional looking website, something that looks nice, something that's easy to use, something that is user friendly. And if it's not, I would run the other way because, and, and that's why this matter. That's why budget matters because if you are looking for a photographer and you're in that budget range that's under 3000 or two under 3000 yeah um you if you're under that if you're in that budget range and your photographer doesn't have a super professional website or it's not as easy to use that's not necessarily a red flag that doesn't necessarily mean run the other way because they're more they're a more budget friendly photographer. So it would make sense, you know, they're not charging as much, so they don't have as much profit to to put into the website. Maybe they're newer. Um so it's it's not necessarily a red flag, but if you're paying more, if you're if you're in that range of decent budget to healthy budget, I would definitely run the other way if they don't have a professional website that is easy to use. So uh that that does matter to me probably more than the other things. But again, it kind of depends, which is why it's in these other things category. So I think that's pretty much it. I, I hope I hope that helps, you know. So we'll recap most important things. When you choose your photographer, number one, communication. Number two, consistency. And number three, you like them in their style. So those are the top three important things. There's a, probably other things you can consider that I didn't even mention. But those are the top three. So go forth and pick a wonderful photographer. And I hope this helped with that process. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tion Weddings. And again, if you haven't, make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.